Yo, 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 baby pop. It is your favorite perky barista, Juanita Michelle, and I am live from the People's Coffee House, Third Perk Coffee House and Wine Bar in beautiful downtown Dayton. This is your third episode of The Broken Entrepreneur. I am so happy to be here, and I am so super duper excited that my soror, all the way from Mexico, y'all, She came in to sit with us at the high table to talk about entrepreneurship. So before we get into Miss Ashley, I just want to remind you guys, we are here about the broken entrepreneur because I found myself as an entrepreneur broken. Broken because some of the things that I had planned to happen weren't happening. And even in the spirit of COVID, where we all had to make transitions, things just, some some things just didn't go to plan. So we are on a quest over the next 18 months to put systems together to make our business more sustainable, more profitable, and so that it will last forever. As long as we need it to. As long as we need it to, that's right. So... We are here with Miss Ashley Onya, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Extraordinaire is extra, but all right. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. So, Miss Ashley is one of the only people that I know that have tried more businesses than myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, unapologetically. Absolutely. Unapologetically. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am a professional failure. What's up? But guess what? That's how you win. That's how you win. That's how you win. So, Miss Ashley, please just tell us a little bit about you and uh, what sparked that entrepreneurial sure. spirit in you. All right. Well, thank you, first of all. I'm honored that you would want to talk to me. I'm, I might. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've tried everything under the sun. I've done everything under the sun. My, um, my parents, uh, my, my biggest problem is I'm a terrible employee. I watched my mom be an employee for maybe three years of my life. Okay. My father was a, a, a physician. Um, when I was very young, my parents had their own um, medical practice in Beverly Hills. Um, from that, my dad had a music business. He had a music company. Um, yeah, Kilimanjaro Music Records. Um, that didn't do too good and yeah, it was interesting um i watched my parents amass millions of dollars and watched my dad lose every dime of it and then some whoa so whoa. i have a very interesting view of entrepreneurship okay. because i've seen it work i've seen how quickly it doesn't work i have always lived the life of an entrepreneur. My parents have never had, like in, until 90, maybe 99 to like 2002, I think my mom worked for Cox Radio okay. doing, um, selling advertising sales. Um, but even then, that was a salary-based job with mm-hmm. a commission on top of it. And so my mom has always been the one to put entrepreneurship in front of us. My mother is the entrepreneur extraordinaire. My okay. mom is my business hero. Okay. Um, she built my dad's business. She, every business my dad wanted to do, she built. Um, my stepfather, 
Many business he wanted, she she came in, honed in it, honed in on it, and and perfected it. Wow! And for the past twenty years, they've been um, real estate giants. He's got properties all over Wilmington. Well, had they sold a bunch of them? Properties all over Wilmington, um, rental apartment buildings that he built himself, homes that he built himself. Didn't hire a company to to go out and build them. My stepdad was a different person when I meeting him was was different for me. <laughs> um, he too was an entrepreneur, but he had a job. Okay. okay. Uh, he worked for Airborne Express, but I remember him telling me he had to because when he went to the bank to go get a mortgage, he had to show consistent pay. Absolutely. So the only reason he had a job was to fund his business. Okay. So that's all. It's just it's been my life. Okay. So I don't feel like. I have any choice but to to execute and execute it well because I've seen it from uh, on so many different aspects. So, wow. past twenty years they've done real estate. Um, she's my mom's a broker, and my stepdad is a builder, and they build them. He builds them. She sells them, and they knock them down. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So that's all I've that's, that's all I've seen. That's all I've known. Yeah. And your story is because you've experienced a millionaire's life. Yeah. So you have a different tale than a lot of people that I've already talked to because you already know what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's different. It's different. I already know what it feels like. And I also know. How do I say this without going too deep into it? I know that we were happier when we didn't have it. Really? Okay. Because I know in my family, Mm -hmm. um, when we didn't have it, there were, you know, I'm sure my mom would have a whole nother uh, opinion about this, but <laughs> we had a lot of, um, we just had each other. It was a lot of connectivity. It was a lot yeah. of, you know, yeah. during that time. So we went from, I started school, um, kindergarten at the Buckley School. Okay. Uh, the Buckley School for for reference or just, you know, give you a picture. I think they paid $35,000 that year for me to go to kindergarten. Um, wow. It was K through 12. My mom was on the PTA and got Yolanda King to come and speak for the for the uh, <laughs> kindergarten graduation. No, for, for the high school graduation. <laughs> but Yolanda King. Um, Tevin Campbell taught me how to read. He went there. Okay. Um, Walt Disney's great granddaughter went there. She was my best friend growing up. Wow. People with bread and money and affluence and influence were in my class. Their parents, you know, the, their their children were in my class. Okay. So. We had a 60,000-foot 60, 60, yacht. You know, we were living. We would go to Cat, uh, Catalina Island oh on the weekends goodness. when we wanted to, whale-watching okay. when we wanted to. Um, I was the most spoiled child in the world. I didn't dress myself well past the ages most kids are dressing themselves and doing. We had maids. We had... Um, uh, there's a, a picture I, I post every once in a while. It's a favorite picture of my parents. She's pregnant. My mom's pregnant with Brooke. And standing next to my dad, he looking all cool and chill and whatnot. And they leaned up against the Rolls Royce. Like, I'm like, oh, you Negroes had bread. Um, oh, wow. And then he tricked it. <laughs> absolutely. He tricked absolutely all of it. Absolute all of it. Just, we lived, we went from, I mean, living there. We lived, I remember the one day we were, um, she's going to kill me for telling this story. Um, we were sitting in our home in Hancock Park. Hancock Park is, if you know it, it's got... Um, mansions all over it and every the mansions are all built by designers and every room is is decorated by a different interior designer it's a freaking amazing place 
We're sitting there watching TVs, regular Saturday, and in come the Mexicans packing up our stuff. There's a, there's a semi-truck outside, and our, I, for the first time, heard the word foreclosure. What, how old were you? I was eight or nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was eight or nine. So what did the bounce back look like um, after that? Or how long, how long did you guys sit? It took a while. So my, my, my parents stayed together. My mom, you know, was, was going to truck through it. And my dad was in the middle of um, another business venture, which, is, um, which was a rapid HIV test. Now, this is back in 1990, baby girls, 96. So this is 94, 95. Oh, wow. He was working on the rapid HIV test. And unfortunately, there's no, there was no pay for that back then. It was all like research. And right. he was doing a lot of traveling back to Nigeria. Um, and at that time, we were really struggling. We, went, we were living with my mom's friends. Mm -hmm. We lived in a motel. We lived in a hotel for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I was in public school. Imagine going you're from... you're like, what is this? The fuck is this? <laughs> I have to wear regular clothes to school every day. I don't wear regular clothes. I wear uniform. I don't have to care about my swag. Wow. I don't have to care about... I'm going to school to learn. I'm going to school to learn. I'm a dork. I'm going to school to learn. I'm around a whole bunch of other kids who, you know, they got money. They got... We just here at school to, you know, whatever. Now I'm with kids who have struggled and have, you know, all this stuff. And on top of that, I don't know how to do this. Right. I don't know how to be hungry. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to, you know, and we didn't, you know, we didn't go days without food or nothing, but it was not comfortable. Right. My comfortable life was gone, and my dad, it was just like he refused to get a job. He refused to just go and, like, get a job. And part of me gets it, because I'm so much like him. Mm -hmm. I would rather sacrifice that time to and try keep and trying. Keep, keep trying. Because you know if, it, yeah. if and when it works, it'll be wonderful. Exactly. But, you know, your kids get one, one childhood. So mm, my mom moved say us. that. Say that. Yeah, oh you only, my God. Your kids only get one childhood. So, and I think Ooh. it's why I don't have kids right now. I am, I, when I have kids, I want them to, to be good. And I want to know that that good is good. Right. Because I know as an entrepreneur, I looked around at one point when I talk about my first brick and mortar building yeah. business. I was open for six months. And I remember at one point, Maybe four months in, I looked at my children and I was like, oh, they're suffering because of this. Yeah. They're suffering yeah. because of this. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's and, hard. And it was hard for me to go back into this yeah. type of business. My children are pretty much out of the house yeah. when Third Perk came around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, because I understood the sacrifice that everybody takes yeah. when you're moving forward. Because this lifestyle is not easy. It's not consistent. You can't count on it. There's some days I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have cash. I don't have my credit is <laughs> Woo! You know, so they're just I had a finance guy one day. He was like, Who cares about your credit score? <laughs> I do when I wanna go you know, hey, toss me ten thousand for, for payroll so I, I can eat too. But, I care about it. So you know, yeah. And you don't care about it if you have cash, but you know I'm not I'm not that liquid yet. So exactly, I would like to be that liquid one day. I will be that liquid one day. But. Now I want to bring things up to the present because yes. I, I'm still I'm going to be in awe for a little while. Just the whole millionaire lifestyle goes bad, but then 
you have built such a dope life right now. Like your lifestyle, I'm kind of like in awe, just a little Aww. bit, just a little bit. It looks good. Okay, but t- tell it us looks about good. it. Tell us about I, it. And I, I post the fun. Yeah. I also post the bad, but people don't pay attention to it. Okay. I, there's stuff. I, there's days I post, you know, stuff I'm going through, and ain't not a comment, not a like, not nothing. Let oh. me post. I'm on a rooftop. Let me post. I'm on a boat. Everybody. Oh, I gotta get out there with you. So you <laughs> we know, don't want to get not, out there for the struggle. It's not that I'm not <laughs> giving the struggle. I'm telling. I will gladly tell the struggle. That's one thing my mother can't stand is I will happily tell the struggle because it's a struggle. But, but I, so what? my lifestyle is like yeah. this. It's cool. It's fun. It is just me. All I have to take care of is me. Yeah. So if I, you know, want to go here and do this instead of being this comfortable this month, then I get to make that decision and do that. Okay. Um, Because no one suffers with you. No one suffers with me. Yeah. You know, I now have a partner who, um, shout out, Bay, who um, (laughs) I have to consider. I have to consider how, how she feels. I have to consider, you know. I have to consider her and it's it's pressure like i'm i've had panic attacks for the first time oh wow because and it's not because she's you know just dead weight and don't do nothing but mm-hmm. i i feel an obligation because i'm living i'm going to live a certain lifestyle mm-hmm. so i just put it on myself to make sure that that lifestyle is afforded okay um but that you know with that comes her complete trust mm. complete trust and it's like Man, you trust me with your life. Like, if I don't pay the rent this month, it's your life, too. It's not just mine, you mm-hmm. know? So, where I was willing to make certain sacrifices and gambles before, I'm not right now because I'm like, no, baby, got to be good, too. Yeah. Um, so, that's, and I'm only able to do that now. Okay. You know, so all my other relationships have been um, a little rough, a little rougher because I, you know, I, I live a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, my lifestyle is fun. I live in Mexico now. Um, and how how did that happen? How did you complete all of accident. a sudden one day? Because because okay, let me let me tell y'all what I saw. Okay, I what saw you see? A trip to Mexico, right? And then all of a sudden, I saw I live in Mexico. Yeah. So how did a trip to Mexico turn into I live in Mexico? I am. That's exactly what happened. You saw what happened. Uh, I took a trip to Mexico. So Bay, shout out to Bay again. When we met. Um, just, just last year, um, it was always with the understanding that she was moving to Mexico. She's studied this community and found this place called Playa del Carmen and, you know, has just had this goal to, to move there. And so she had made plans and had a date and, you know, we met and the whole time it was like, Hey, listen, I'm moving to Mexico. I got you. I won't fall in love. I promise. Um, and so we took a trip. We went and visited Cancun for a little bit just to hang out and be together because we were really, I was going down there to just give her off to Mexico and be like, I don't know what this city is, but I'd like to know where you're at. Uh-huh. And then, you know, call me when you're free. And um, we went to Cancun for a week and then went to Playa to move into her Airbnb and start looking for an apartment and stuff for her. And I messed around and met my community. Tell me what that community looks like. Very black very free, very happy, um, very loving. Everybody's taking care of each other. We all get it. We all have the same, you know, scare, the same fears. Um, we all have the same 
family problems and you know we can talk about how our moms don't get it or you know we if we can't make it down to down home uh for thanksgiving or something you know we're there to, to be with each other so you found your community in mexico yeah, absolutely what so what do everyone do like okay I'm, I'm, I'm yeah interested yeah it's in, interesting like, what, what do you do on a daily basis so there's a lot of a lot of people that live there um the americans that i've met black americans i've met are in tech um, oh, okay. work, they work remotely, uh, body work, yogis and, um, breath work and, um, a lot of, there's a lot of tantric work. Um, a lot of, um, I know you felt that there's a lot of, uh, um, masseuse, masseuse massage people, I don't, okay. therapists, but they're not massage therapists. So I have to say that. Um, and then there's people who've gone down there and made their own dream happen. I love, like, there's a guy, I go to Rockus on the beach, on the beach. it's mm-hmm. a Jamaican spot, oh. and this Jamaican guy came and he visited and fell in love with it, and there's no jerk chicken in the city, so he started a jerk chicken joint, and it's packed wow. every freaking day. Miss um, B's Frio Pollo, Miss B is beautiful, like, y'all look just alike, I want you to meet Miss B, I cannot, like, every time I see her, I'd be like, oh, yo, you look just Shout like my girlfriend. Miss B. So, Miss um, <laughs> B has the best fried chicken food truck in maybe the world. It's some of the best fried oh. chicken in Gourmet Park, which is like five or six other food trucks that they just have kind of lined up. They roped off this little area like next to an abandoned building, spray painted and decorated the, the oh, wall, wow. threw some gravel out. Gourmet Park. And threw out some chairs, made some little makeshift uh, tables out of like, you know, the things that, that you wrap electrical wire and stuff around. Yes, the big spools. Yeah, the big, the big, yeah, the big spools. They just made some tables out of those, had some little makeshift stools made, and it's a whole little gourmet park. Everybody out there makes money. People show, we, we're there every week. I'm there once a week at least. How close is that to your neighborhood? Um, everything is walkable. Playa is very, very small. Um, so that gourmet park is on like 25th. I live on 40th and 15th. So it's, okay. you know, not too many blocks. And I, I walk there. Wow. We walk, every, I've lost, I have lost 50 pounds at least since I moved from, from walking. Okay, so tell me about the food. Like the food in comparison to what we have here in the States. It's different. Um, so some of it is absolutely amazing. Okay. Mexican food, though, I am not a fan particularly of Mexican food. Okay. Like, I like some dishes out there, but I'm like, I don't like a lot of cheese. So that takes out a lot of stuff. Um, and I really feel like they just be using the same ingredients, just put it together differently and call it something else. But <laughs> so. you never heard my story? Nah, tell me your story. So, you know, me being a coffee queen and all. Yeah. So I try to make people understand my employees when they come in new it's like your drinks have espresso flavor milk Mm -hmm. like taco bell meat cheese lettuce (laughs) and they do it 75 different ways 75 different ways call it different things yep but it's the same it's all the same it's the same thing yes um but it's i I like it there's other there's a lot of different cultures there um and a lot of people you know have moved there to start their dreams so there's you know there's a um, Italian restaurant we eat at. Not Italian. It's Mediterranean. It's my okay. favorite. It's my favorite I spot. I love Mediterranean food. Um, I love. Oh my gosh. There's a Greek spot that we call our Jollity. 
Oh. It is that gourmet. It wow. is top of the line, and the service is impeccable. Oh, the service everywhere is impeccable. But um, we eat good. And then what, what I do like, so that's eating out. Okay. Going to the market, going to a fruteria, going, you know. What is a Fruteria, fruteria. So they have like little stands, okay, in different neighborhoods and stuff that just sell all types of fruit and like little household stuff here and there. Okay, but like we're so like our our drive-throughs mm-hmm. where we have high fructose corn flavored high fructose corn syrup and and cigarettes and stuff. They got fruit. Wow, real fruit. Real fruit. <laughs> you know, real fruit. Mangoes <laughs> that don't look. Every mango don't look like this. Yeah. You know, some of them are messed up. Some of them are, you know, they it's real fruit. Right. Um, wow. And it's pennies. It's pennies. Uh, I live there because it's cheaper to live. I look like I'm living a millionaire lifestyle because I'm not spending money like a freaking American. Wow. That's wow. why I can look like I am living a millionaire lifestyle. I live cheaper in Mexico, but I do so much more. The first thing that happened to me when I landed, I was starving. Grabbed two hot dogs and uh, uh, and fries and a drink at the airport. It cost mm-hmm. me almost $50, and I almost died. I have not spent that much money on that type of food in months. Isn't that crazy? I would never. But, you know, we that's just our norm out here. I want to know, what is it that you do right now Yes. that <laughs> lets you live this wonderful lifestyle? Um. Okay. Fair question. All right. So I um, started a few years ago and am the CEO of a place called Marathon Medical. We are a community behavior health clinic that specializes in substance use disorders treatment. Um, I have a few sober living homes around the city and a clinic out south of town. And we provide opiate treatment for those who have been impacted with opiate, heroin, really any substance use disorder, really. But Okay. Mostly hope you. So this is similar to like a methadone clinic? It's similar to a methadone clinic, okay. but we don't dose in clinic. So they don't have to come every day to get their med from us. Okay. Um, they come weekly to get a script from our doctor who writes them a script if they're clean and all their levels, you know, okay. add up. Okay. And that seems more more productive. So... In a moment of transparency, mm-hmm. I had a brother who was um, lived a life addicted to heroin. Yeah. And when he was trying to free himself, he went daily to the clinic. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, like, if you were trying to work or you're trying to be productive, how do you do that every day? Let me tell you. It seemed like a setup for failure. So I started this and I started my, my clinic after working for a clinic that does similar okay after being somewhere that i was seeing people sit in an office for upwards of eight hours because they had an appointment wow um people would have to take less jobs um less paying jobs lesser paying jobs people would have to um forego a college education i had a client who had to choose between class and their appointment and if they're not on their meds they go back to heroin. So he's like, I'm not going to that class, yo. Forget that. I'm, I'm going to be here. Right. Um, so my clinic specializes in uh, 
restructuring their lives, restructuring, allowing you to, I always tell my clients the difference between me and the other clinics that they've been at is I've been broke. Okay. I've been there. I've been broke. I've had nothing. I have, I know what it is to make ridiculous decisions because of anxiety. Um, I know what it is to not know. I've had my lights cut off millions of times. I mean, I, I am, I ain't you a millionaire. I get it. You get and it. so um, we build our program to where they do what's necessary, number one, for their treatment plan. Okay. Um, they have an assessment. We put together a treatment plan and how are we going to achieve, you know, the goals that you want. And then number two, um, it's even in, my, in, in our mission statement that we are here to restore the, the dignity and quality of life of every individual. So right off bat, our people get to work. Um, and so what I don't do is force people into unnecessary groups, force people into unnecessary <laughs> counseling. Not that it's not good, not that it's not impactful, but a lot of it is unnecessary okay. for, the, for the duration of the day. Um, so we create a place where someone comes in clean, someone comes in ready to get their life back. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to help you get it back. Okay. I have always loved the underdog. I have always loved <laughs> the the person who they said you couldn't do it. Right. And I, I'm like, I now I get to, to live my life watching underdog after underdog just achieve, achieve. Right now we got three guys getting ready to, to be um, uh, certified uh, peer support specialists. Okay. I've got two guys okay. on their way to be clinical dependency counseling assistants. Okay. Um, in sober living. So I'm going to have to move them on out. But um, I'm proud of the community and the, the culture that we've created at Marathon. Okay. We, people don't dibble and dabble back in their old stuff. You know, our, our favorite saying at Marathon is our Narcan uh, collects dust. Good for you. Our Good Narcan you. collects dust. Because some of those other systems, I'm telling you, I thought it was, it never made sense to me. There's money when you when you see the when you see sense. the Medicaid fee schedule and what they're willing to pay for, you it'll make sense then. When you yeah. see what Medicaid will pay you for without any questions. But sometimes I think about it's like, do you care about the blood on your hands? Uh, people don't. You know, it's I don't like, think people do. Yeah, I don't think people do. Uh, it's it's scary and it's easy. It's easy to get blinded by it because it's 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 accessible. You okay. know, if I wanted to, I can make you know I can have my guys the office all day gone day and, and have all types of justifications for all types of different encounters right. um but i before all of this happened i'm in ministry i was mm. sent here to do god's work okay i do god's work okay. whether you believe it or not whatever i do god's work and i'm doing more ministry now than than i ever did when i was in church um I'm sorry. I gotta snap it up. I gotta snap it up. <laughs> oh yeah, because no. Because when I think about Jesus Christ and how he walked around with not the best of the best, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I, you I know. get how Jesus. I'm like oh yeah, this is I I want these to be my disciples too. Yeah. These some ride or die mother truckers I got around. <laughs> <laughs> these some ride or die guys I got man. I love my guys. Man. I yeah. love I love I love these guys. I, I know love their they tenacity. miss you. They do. Um, how was how was that working out with your with them not actively seeing your face in the day to day? How was that working out? Um, that's okay. Are we ready? That's fine. 
Okay. My houses are fine. My houses are male houses. I don't have any women's housing. Um, I would say 98% of my clientele demographically is Caucasian. Um, ages range from like 25 to, we might have a 60 something year old right now. Um, and I have two guys um, who have been in addiction and through addiction themselves. Two guys run our, our um, houses. Um, and then we have a, a social worker that oversees them. Okay. Um, my houses are fine. My office is a mess. My office can't take me not being there. Okay. My office, they, 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 they do, you know, there's good and bad, and I, I, I'm, I'm not going to take away from the great. There's great. You know, there's a reason why I was even able to do this in the first place. Okay. Um, but I packed my office with people who know me very personally. And, and that could be a good and a bad thing. At first, it was a great thing because I get to, you know, know that, if you don't care about it, you at least care about me. And I got your back. And I got, you got my back. Right. Is it a little bitterness because you're on the beach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flat out. It's like, maybe. Flat out. They don't want you on the beach. Yeah. And I mean, and I get that. It's hard to watch yeah. somebody do what you want to do. Right. I but, have. But, 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 but. I but, don't but. hold any information from any of my employees okay. if anyone wants to start one of these i will absolutely go alongside you and help you do it okay um i don't micromanage i you know let people if you're smart you come into marathon you learn everything you can you bounce and you go do it yourself wow. and i i've i've made it that way and it's it's openly that way do you have anyone who has been under your umbrella Who've taken the recipe and went and cooked their own pot. Not yet. Okay. I've had somebody take part of the recipe and try to do something, but that it didn't it didn't work, but no one's done anything yet. Um it's I a actually rinse and repeat. It people, is. It's people very don't much get, a rinse and repeat. People That's don't all get I, that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Do what I, I say. I learned how to do this while okay. doing this. Yeah. I was working yeah. for somebody else. Doing, he, he made me the manager of his of his companies, and he had, like, five different locations, two okay. in Dayton, three in the Cincinnati area. And depending on the day, I'm either driving to Cincinnati or I'm driving to Centerville or I'm driving to East Dayton or whatever. Okay. Um, but he was very hands-off. He was traveling, doing his thing, and left me to run it. I learned wow. everything. Wow. And when he and I fell out and he took the rug from under me and thought I was he thought he, he really thought he had me. It was hilarious. He really thought he had me. And I've like, I, before he knew anything, I popped up with my own clinic with his doctor and everything. Wow. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. But, you know, every job is like that. McDonald's is like that. Yeah. You can go in and learn how to run a fast, how to build a fast food corporation. You just have to learn how to learn. And, and a lot of us have not learned how to learn. We right. know how to regurgitate. Mm. We learn, we know how to, how to come in and just do what we're told. We don't know how to like watch from a distance and see somebody doing something and then go and emulate it ourselves until it's right. 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 And that's all you have to do. You can do that with any job you have. Any. Any job. job. Yeah. Any job you have. You can easily be either the CEO one day or run your own. I think sometimes we take for granted or we don't take advantage of yeah. um, watching those in front of us. Some of us are so busy trying to be the boss or be the leader 
Yeah. That you can't learn anything from the boss and the leader. Yeah. You know, and we forget and we neglect that they got there. And we act like there wasn't a journey to it. A whole, and that, or anything valuable that you can learn from that person. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the mistake that some people make. Yeah. I don't know what, where the disconnect happens or what, you know, when, when that Mm-mm. takes place or why, but it does. I and, learned from two of our sorors. They're mm. both passed on. Mm. Idotha Boothsy Neal. Come on, Boothsy. And Audrey Norman Turner. Yeah. I was working under those two powerhouse wow. women when Bootsy was running for city commission. Okay, okay. And she looked at me one day. <laughs> she had her, she like her, was like, like she, do. she said, so you, you just going to sit in here and, and not get none of this, not take advantage of none of this. And, and I, and I thought to myself, I mean, I, I, I couldn't say anything. There yeah. was no comeback. Yeah. But she was like, so you just going to sit here and not soak this up? Yeah. The game changed for me right then. Yeah. Like, from that point forward, anytime I was in a room with something powerful, I started pulling their energy onto me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, never make that mistake again. Yeah. People accuse me of name dropping a lot. Or, you know, uh, we, we had we had some, I, I hope you don't mind, you can cut it out if you need to, but we had some technical difficulties, and one of my friends, I, I called one of my friends over, um, who is the most professional photographer, videographer, filmographer I've ever met, I know. Mm-hmm. And I bring his name up as many times as possible because of the amount of people who know his name. Mm-hmm. And the access, it gets me, because I know this guy. They trust this guy? This guy trusts me? Okay, I'll trust you too. Right, right. You know, and I introduce him to as many people as possible because one thing Bax knows how to do is to open doors for other people. He knows the power of networking. He knows the power of connectivity. He doesn't mind it. Right. And there's only two, you know, I I always say either you're going to be inspired by me or intimidated. And that's completely up to you. Mm. That's completely Mm. up to you. You are either going because to be inspired or intimidated, and it's it's going to base on what you believe you can do yourself. Oh. And I, I had to get there because I got tired of feeling bad for people being intimidated by me. And I'm no. like, I'm not doing this to intimidate you. I'm showing you what's possible. I'm, I'm from here. Right. Not only are you showing people what's possible, it's kind of like if she can do it, I can I do can it do, too. That's exactly what it is. It's like I ain't nobody. I'm graduate. I'm from. I graduated from CJ. Whatever. You know how we are. We. I ain't that great. I went to public college. We small town. We small town. <laughs> we I, small I say town. I. I call soda pop. Like everybody else in Dayton, Ohio. Though I was raised in LA for about twelve years. I'm 36. I've been in Dayton longer than I was ever in LA. Right. So I tell people when people ask me, I don't even mention LA anymore. I'd be like, I'm. I'm from Ohio. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. I'm Jim City. And I love my city. I love my town. Yes, yes. Dayton is I, a place to love. And love hurts sometimes. Love does hurt. Love does hurt. Love does hurt. Love can hurt sometimes, boy. But I'm from Dayton. And I don't have any special real anything. I'm not a Kardashian. You, I just, like, I, I have a res. All right. I started DJing like two weeks ago. Right? <laughs> started DJing two weeks ago. Started taking some classes. My neighbor happens to be a TJ. 
my neighbor in Mexico is a DJ, so she's teaching me or whatnot. She was like, okay, you're ready. I'm throwing a party, and you're going to DJ. Wow. Excuse me? So she throws a party one Saturday, and I DJed along with, like, five other DJs. It was a dope experience. But it gave me – I got over that fear hurdle. Yeah. And so the minute I came home, I went to a bar and was like, yo, I can DJ. Y'all don't have an Afrobeat night. You want to do one? And he's like, absolutely. Let's do it. Wow. Opportunity just like opened up like that. Like I didn't do anything special. Well, but asking, people like asking to, is special. People, why? People, why? People, that they why? act like my bad. I'm sorry. That's okay. You don't be the one. She's so pretty. She's so I'm cute. So sorry. She's so cute. You have not because you, you ask, ask not. That's right. That's and right. The only thing, the only real answer to the question is yes or no. That's it. You don't have to do, it's a lot of stuff you don't have to do in that answer, but the only real answer is yes or no. Yeah. I need this. I got you. I don't got you. That's it. You know, and that's it. But for you to go and make your own way. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why am I going to wait for somebody to see, sometimes a, see a video of me DJing not, and decide that they want me yeah they're not gonna knock yeah, yeah. most of the time most opportunities don't knock on well, your who door who knows that you DJing only people paying very very close attention to social media well, I don't I, even I was paying very close attention <laughs> I was I was watching that face you were making because <laughs> that was hard man I was like <laughs> it looked like you were taking a chemistry test oh it felt you were like, like if it, what's what funny is, is this? I used to play drums, right? So okay. I used to be a drummer. Used to play at at one of the biggest churches in the city. Christmas, Easter, New Year's, five thousand people in the stands. <laughs> Easy, right? We're at the Masonic Temple or at the Convention Center Amphitheater, and I'm doing my thing like it's nothing. Uh huh. Twenty people at this party, and I was like, <laughs> "You said, um, <gasps> wank, wiki wiki, <laughs> huh?" Like, was so nervous in front of these few people <laughs> to do this new thing and I'm like I do this in front of 5,000 people once once upon a time but wow. you know it's a new skill and it's 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 scary but I love that I love to stay a little nervous I love to stay a little scared I like I don't know what it is I like that I need to learn something new I need to always have that like that adrenaline that adrenaline rush you get from you know this might work this might not I don't, yes. i'm addicted to it so i love it i love um, it I this love is a, it. a great new outlet but you know that's it it's 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 another so i have a residency now he wants me here once a month on wednesdays okay to i like the way you said that i have a residency i mean i have a residency i am a new what's dj up? and i've already got a residency. I have a residency what's up because i went and got it because you got to go and get what you want you got to go get it oh man. nobody's gonna give you what you want nobody Nobody. So if I want to be a DJ in my next life because I'm tired of being somebody's boss, then that's what the heck I'm going to do. Oh, I'm going to be a lady of leisure. Yes. I'm yes. here for the soft life. Yes. So tell me, what are three things mm -hmm. that you would say to a young entrepreneur or an entrepreneur that is falling down on their luck? What three things would you suggest for that entrepreneur? Nothing you've been through will be wasted. Okay. It's a sermon. Um, the title of a sermon by T.D. Jakes. I darn near memorized all the points. And he, he ain't lying. Nothing I've been through was ever wasted. Wow. Um, every hurdle, every lesson, every, every job I've had has prepared me for this job, <laughs> for, to be somebody's boss. Every failure I've had has prepared me to fail here. 
Um, so embrace what you're going through because you, it's going to be used. If you keep going, you're going to need this skill. You're going to need to know, you know, I needed to know, I needed to go through being broke and knowing uh, what it is for, for DPNL to threaten to cut your lights off or, you know, to, to, to have these different utility companies threaten this and that so that I can know what not to be afraid of when, when my business is here. And I got eight houses mm. that I manage. And I got eight different utility bills that I got to. So if I didn't know, I'd be a nervous wreck. I'd be broke. I'd be if I'm like, now I know because they did it to me. Mom, they that that's that three, three, one number calling. They'd be all right. I got another week and I'm good. But I only I know I'm good because I've been through it. Right. Right. Um, all right. Let me let me move on. Um, number two. Number two is go see something new. I don't know if that works for everybody, but it works for me. Yes. That's why I travel. It does something for my brain. Okay. Um, when I go and see stuff that I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. stuff that's bigger than me, it just lets me know that, that the stuff is bigger it than me. It ain't just you. It's not just me. It ain't just you. Stuff is bigger than me. There's, there's, there's endless possibilities in this world. Yes. And go see them. Go see them. You know, moving to Playa, um, one of the very first reasons I moved to Playa, one of the first things, I remember we got there in September, mid-September, and the landmark for our apartment at the time, our Airbnb that we rented, was this big block, this patch of dirt. Okay. Big patch of construction. It, okay. mad, it looked like a big construction job. By the time I left in October to come home real quick to grab some stuff before my birthday, so before October 20th, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like a Mexican uh, so, uh, Whole Foods. And it's a... And it's a hotel, a loft. It's an a loft hotel. It's a dryery. Oh. Um, there's retail spaces, restaurants. All of that was done in a little bit, a little under a month. Changed my oh. life. Because I'm from Dayton, Ohio, where Salem's been under construction since 1972. Yes. Yes. So yes. to see and, something. And it's not fixed yet. It's not fixed. <laughs> to see something go from dirt patch to livable, workable, marketable, money-making edifice in less than a month, that blew my mind. Wow. But it, it does something to you. It, it motivates me. It, yeah. it, it, you well, know, it, it lets you see what can happen what can when be you done. don't have a whole lot of stuff in it. I don't <laughs> what know. What can happen? What can so happen? I think that's three things. Wow. Nothing you've been through will be wasted. Um, what did I say? Go see, Go something, see something new. new. No, I didn't give you a third thing. Number three? Um... I, there's there's not much more than the whole it's cliche it's whatever but it's it's true it's to keep going it's just to keep going yeah it's just like you said i've you i'm the, one of the only people that you've met that has had as many businesses as i've had i did prepaid legal Check. that was my first business in college <laughs> yo they came up to the to the to the college shark shark i was on the calls i was doing all of it I've done wow. almost every network marketing company. Yes. I have my real estate license. I, um, my first brick and mortar business was a, uh, uh, uh research clinic. Okay. So we did clinic, we ran clinical trials for drug companies. I learned about that when my cousin who, you know, happened to his, his work visa happened to run out. Um, my cousin wanted me to look into how he could become a, uh, research monitor. And the more I looked into being a research monitor, I learned you didn't need to be anything special to own a clinic. You just had to hire a doctor. I'm like, well, I can do that. 
So I called a doctor that I knew that's been like an uncle to me. And he looked at the numbers. He was like, okay, we can try it. Let's see. So me, my cousin, and Doc, we started something. Six months later, we had a six-figure business. Wow. But you just got to try and and it's I'm out there. I'm into business. I am into enterprise. Right. I am into something where I have to hire a staff mm-hmm. that has to come in and, and work because I am not into being a, a, a self-employed business owner. Right. That drives me. We have to. I, I want black folks to move from the self-employment thing where we all are doing our own hustle and grind mm-hmm. to black enterprise. To why are we? Why 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 is it when it comes to Amazon truck driving? Most of the black truck companies want to start and deliver the packages. There's more money in delivering distro to distro. Mm. And it's less hassle. Yeah. And all you got to do is rent a daggone U-Haul truck. That's free game. Rent a U-Haul truck and go and pick up packages from Amazon distribution center and take them to another distribution center and they will pay you. That's free game. Wow. I was sitting at the airport and some guys that own a trucking company that is responsible for distributing the Wall Street Journal. They were sitting next to me mm-hmm. at the airport getting drinks. And we all just started talking. And they gave me all the trucking game. Wow. They was like, here, just, if you do this, you do that, you're good. Wow. So don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to fail. You know, be a loud mouth. I love it. I love it. I have been educated, yes. inspired, Yay. all of that in the last few minutes. I am so excited. I wanted you to be my first guest. Oh, That didn't I work because our schedules know. weren't clicking, but I am so thankful that the weather brought you here yeah. or whatever brought you here. The weather didn't bring her here, y'all. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. It's about 32 degrees outside. The Joint and- Commission brought me here. I got a whole survey <laughs> at my at my business right now. Can you find me? Socials. Um, ooh, I got to be good, huh? So I need a business social page because I just haven't done that. Um, but I'm at uh, Boss Lady, B-A-U. So it's Boss Like Sauce. Um, sauce with a B. L-A-D-Y on Instagram and Ashley and Gozika Anya. Just type in Ashley Anya and look for this face on Facebook and you'll find me. Yes. All yes. right. MarathonMed.net if uh, you or anyone you know needs help with substance use disorders. And uh, that's me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Join us again for another episode of The Broken Entrepreneur. I am Juanita Michelle. We are in beautiful Third Perk Coffeehouse and yes, Wine Bar. Visit us. Please. We are at 146 East, East 3rd, 3rd Street. Street. We are at the Gym City Market, and we are now at the Fairfield Commons Mall. Holler at your girl. See y'all later. Helena.